0: Hey, I'm Sarah and I'm Kelsey. We spend about 80% of our time talking about Disney
1: and the other 20% of the time waiting for someone else to bring it up so we can talk about it more.
0: So we started a podcast where we can talk all things Disney all the time.
1: Welcome to the Happy Travel Podcast.
0: Happy Travel Podcast for Sarah and Kelsey.
1: Welcome back to Happy Travel Podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm Kelsey. We have a pretty content-filled episode today. I would say that this is something that a lot of people are going to want to tune into and listen to every single word. But before that, we have a couple fun things to do. Um, We've got kind of like a, a game-ish, I guess we could play. I like games. Sarah's not such a fan
0: yeah i don't love games but whatever but when I'll it's
1: disney it. related you're yeah, going a to participate to it. yeah 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 and these are speculation ones as well which i know you Ugh. love so um yeah we can do that so the first <laughs> one is something i saw on instagram this morning and it said this is um an account i follow called the Mouselets." They are two sisters like us and they share like Disney tips and stuff. They said, would you rather, number one, never be able to go to Magic Kingdom and Disneyland ever again or only be able to go to Magic Kingdom and Disneyland and not the other parks? So that would be kicking out California Adventure, Epcot, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Would you rather never go to those or only go to those? That's like way too hard. I know it is really hard.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, I've said this before. I, I am a Disney World girl, but California Adventure is probably my favorite of all the Disney parks. Same. When we went in December, and my whole like my husband's side of the family is who we were with, and they had they've been to Disney World with us before. None of them had ever been to Disneyland, and everyone agreed that they loved California Adventure. So. I don't know that I could give that up, but I also don't know that I could give Magic Kingdom up. I could give Disneyland up. You know how I feel about Disneyland Park. I'm not – it's not my favorite.
1: Well, and to um, me, I, they're the same, essentially. Like, there's a lot of rides at both places. So, like, that's not fair that I'd have to go to basically the same well, park twice but or never again.
0: but if you Disneyland, you get Galaxy's Edge. They're also bringing Avatar. That's coming. True. Pandora is coming. So – I kind of feel like it would be
1: wiser, but I can't give up California Adventure. That's the only problem. I would pick uh, giving up Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. That's what I would pick for yeah, sure. Yeah, I,
0: I think I'd probably because as I can't get I, all of
1: those rides. At, I mean, yeah, I'd have to go to more parks to get those things, but I would, I would still it's get them. Just it's the castle at Magic
0: Kingdom that I'm having a hard time with, and Magic Kingdom yeah. is just so much. Like you You'd it's lose both so castles too. Life. Well, I don't care about Disneyland Castle. I know but- <laughs> it. Would, it's just so classic. Like I don't. No. I can't decide. Oh my gosh! Okay. You have to though. What would you? Can pick? I plead the fifth? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I
1: think i I think I would keep Magic Kingdom. Oh, so we would never I be able to go together again because I'd pick the opposite. I know.
0: I just don't think I could give the rest up. Thank goodness it's hypothetical and this is never going to happen. <laughs>
1: True. Okay. The next hypothetical, I actually had seen it yesterday in one of our Facebook groups, but then Lauren texted it to us this morning. <laughs> so there is a blue door and a red door. The blue door is that you stay at a deluxe resort, but you have to have McDonald's for every meal or the you could pick the red door, which is that you stay at a value resort, but all of your meals are table service meals. So like sit down, nice, good food. At the restaurants. However, I saw a twist on this. Someone commented and was like, I pick the yellow door where I stay at a moderate resort and get quick service meals. And I was like, (laughs) oh, there you go. That's my answer. But if you had to pick between blue and red, what would you pick? I don't remember which color
0: goes with which situation, but I'm going to I would pick the one that is the value with the table service, although Lauren had a good point that the table service will take up a lot of your time, which Mm -hmm. is is true. But at the same time, if you took advantage of like rope drop to fireworks, you would have plenty of time to sit down and eat. So that's where I'm thinking that that would be fine. I just don't think I could go to Disney and eat. McDonald's for every meal and not eat like the food that's available.
1: So I'm the yeah. opposite. That was the red door. I'm going to pick the blue door because I feel like whenever we go, we eat a lot of chicken nuggets and French fries anyway. So like McDonald's, I wish it hadn't been McDonald's like it could have been Another fast food restaurant then I might have because I could eat a sandwich. Oh, Subway 100%. Yeah. Because I could get like a different kind of sandwich. That would, I could do, I could even do like Chipotle. I could could get different things. Yeah. I feel like McDonald's, it would just be like a burger, chicken nuggets, or like i think that's it like that it would, would make my stomach hurt
0: so bad that i would just have to be at my resort all day because i wouldn't oh, feel that's like walking so, right. <laughs> right. so I, would, I guess i would need a deluxe resort in that case but no oh, I yeah. but i think if you're eating table service meals there's so much variety that you're not true, like yeah. yes i do love a mickey or not mickey but disney like chicken nuggets and fries i mean that's I, I love it, but I just cannot do McDonald's. There's no – I can barely – every now and then I get like a craving for a quarter pounder, but it's rare. And I, I just, never crave McDonald's. I cannot. I do not like no. McDonald's. So.
1: And I also feel like we already choose value resorts because we don't like spending our money on the hotel because we don't spend a lot of time there. So if I'm going to do this and I'm going to stay at a deluxe resort and eat McDonald's, I'm going to stay at that deluxe resort a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna yeah. be everywhere, all up in that deluxe resort. Yeah, looking at everything, taking Smelling pictures. It. Yeah,
0: that's why I tell everybody Riviera. You know, I love Riviera. It's you'll see because we're gonna go visit it because we didn't stay there. We're gonna visit it, but just that when you're in the hallways, it's like oh my gosh, it smells
1: amazing in here. So, Disney definitely has a smell. It Every does. place has a smell. Every like different places have smells. Mm-hmm. We've been chasing that flight of passage scent for years trying to figure out I smelled Mm -hmm. it somewhere one time and I was like that smells like flight of passage and then I never smelled it again
0: oh well I love um you know there are some I don't know there's I think there are multiple but the one that I really like it's called magic candle company and they have um like room sprays and diffuser oils and like wax melts and candles and all the stuff of like almost every smell that you can think of at Disney world. And they do have the fly to passage one that is pretty called like Banshee. I think they call it Banshee Flight, Banshee something, but yeah, it smells. It actually smells really good. I like that one. And I like the Confectionery. but I need to get the Riviera one. I haven't ever tried it. So I need to get it. I know because I love, love the smell of the Riviera. Putting that on my purchase list. So today we have kind of a, it's a little bit of a different um episode than what we've been doing because I feel like we've been doing episodes that kind of give you our thoughts and opinions on things, but today we wanted to just do a really informative episode because I think this is one of the most asked questions, especially for first timers, and it can be really confusing, and when you're reading it online, it's confusing, so we just thought that it would be helpful to talk through it. Plus, we can now use this episode to like send to our clients to listen to and they're getting ready to go. So today we are gonna talk through and explain to you Disney Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane individual Lightning Lane, and then we're going to throw in the virtual queue at the end as well because we get lots of questions about the differences in those, what they all do, what they mean, what you have to pay for, what you don't. So we are just going to kind of give you a basic overview and we'll throw, of course, our little tips in throughout it. Um, But we just want you to be able to, today we do, we want to give you a solid answer today. We want you to walk away with some information about um, these services that
1: are available and are crucial to your trip to Disney World. And I feel like if you're sitting there going, you just said a lot of words that I didn't even know existed, <laughs> then stick around. We will explain it. But like, I know some people who are like, oh yeah, genie," And I'm like, oh, well, or they still call it Fast Pass. And then I'm just like, oh, well, we got a lot to cover then if you think it's still Fast Pass because it's changed a lot. So don't worry, we will explain all of them so that you are not confused about what each individual one means. Um, and starting with genie, um, which I feel like a lot of people don't understand like the genie service by itself. They only think of it as like the genie plus service. I think a lot of people don't even know that the genie service exists because we talk so much about genie plus. Yeah. So this first section is just kind of, Genie. Um and this is complimentary and it's built into your app that you can use the My Disney Experience app. Um even if you're not planning a trip currently or even if your trip is months away, still have it on your phone because we look at it all the time. Um and that's something we'll talk about too, but um this is just a great tool on your phone already in your app that is complimentary. And it is a way for the you – can, you can make the most of your day. Um, and you can look in there and customize what you're going to do that day at your park. So you can select attractions, entertainment, and dining that interest you. If you're going through and you're like, oh, my gosh, that looks like a fun ride. I think we should ride that. Whoa, I didn't even know that they had that dining. That looks really good. And the genie will give you recommendations for attractions and times that you can do all of these things. Um, so think of it as your genie making all your wishes come true, kind of. Um, and just the genie service itself is basically just telling you what you can do throughout the day. Um, it's gonna give you a um uh, list of like wait times that would be beneficial for you to look at. Um it's gonna help you make your lightning lane and individual lightning lane selections later, which Sarah will talk about later. So on one section of the Genie service on your phone is called the tip board. So for whatever park you're at, so like right now when I'm looking in my phone, it's Magic Kingdom just because that's what always pops up. Um, but it is going to show you all of those attractions, shows, and dining that I just spoke about. Um, and it's going to show you, for example, right now, like it's showing me that I can order food. This is making me really sad, honestly, talking about this and <laughs> looking at this on my phone. Um, but it's showing me like which restaurants um, have availability, which of them, if I were to order food right now, like what time my food would be available. Um, And I will say that this was super helpful when we were at the um, Halloween party, because that got super busy. And kind of the times that the restaurants were open got a little fuzzy, because they did close during a portion of the party. So when we looked on our phones, we were like, Oh, my gosh, we need to eat right now. We need to like make our we need to go and hurry and, and eat right now. Um, And I feel like that was something that Not a lot of people think about you think of genie, and you just think like rides, but helping figure out where you can eat, what time you can eat. That is a big section of it as well. That's super helpful. And again, that's all under the tip board section. And I don't know that people always realize this. I don't think I realized
0: it until the last time we were there. But you can look if you go under the dining, not only can you do your mobile ordering and see what time that is, but if the restaurants, the table service have walk up availability, you can join the line from there too. So I know we, you know, a lot of people stress about dining reservations beforehand, which 60 days out is always the best time to try to get what you want. But you can actually look in there and see if they have those like last minute times available. And you can join the walk-up list um, from
1: that, the Disney Genie as well. So that's super cool. Yeah, so I'm seeing a couple on here right now. Like I can join the list for like two or three at Magic Kingdom. Um, So this is really helpful if you – you know, maybe you're just kind of winging it with your food that day, which is fine. Um, but you see something on here that interests you, and you're like, "Oh, huh, yeah, let's try it." Let me, you know, let me just look at what it's all about. And in there, you can look at the menu and all of those things to kind of help you make your decision. Um, and then for like the attractions and shows, it'll show you the standby line and how long the wait is, and then also if there is a lightning lane or available for that ride. Um, that you can book. So it kind of has it all listed there in alphabetical order. It's very nice. Um, so this is a really great tool that is complimentary. It's already in your app. Like I said, you don't even have to be going to the park that day. I'm looking at it right now if I were to be a Magic Kingdom. So it's all there for you and available. Now then the other section of it is called My Day. Um, And that's where you can build your own day. Um, And that's kind of what Sarah will talk about when she talks about adding the Genie Plus service and things like that. Um, But this is where you can just kind of have what interests you set up and you can already pick out those things. Um, And then the Genie will give you recommendations based on that. So if you have picked... A bunch of princess things, then they're going to continue to recommend princess things. If you have no princess things picked out, they're probably not going to recommend like a princess meet and greet or anything with Ariel or things like that. Um, so it kind of gets to learn what you like. And each time you go, you can make it different. You can pick the ones you want. You can say, this time I'm only riding these certain rides. I'm only doing these kind of dining, whatever it is. But you can try just basically customize it based on what kind of day that you want to have. And Jeannie can help you build all of that in one place and keep it kind of like an itinerary
0: so after disney genie service is genie plus and this is probably what you've heard the most about if you've done any research if you've talked to anyone you've probably heard about genie plus but may not know what it is so everything kelsey told you about disney genie it's all complimentary it's you don't pay extra for it it's built in already genie plus is the portion that you pay for so this is a paid upgrade to the genie plus service um, It is a per person per day price. There used to be a set price, but they recently changed that. And now the price varies by day. And we do not know what the price could be as low as or as high as. We just know that it varies based on the day. You cannot add it before your trip anymore. You used to be able to add it. Uh, now I will say for Disney World, you can't add it before your trip. Disneyland you can. So that's different. And it works differently. So know all of this for Disney World, but you cannot add it before your trip anymore. You can only add it the day of, and you can add this at midnight the day of, and you do it like day by day. Um, Genie Plus can sell out. I think we actually saw it sell out in the last week or two. There was a day that it was no longer available. Again, we don't know how many can be sold. We don't know any of that information. We just know that it is possible for it to sell out. The Really, the only thing that paying for Genie Plus gets you is the ability to book lightning lanes for rides. Now, lightning lane, this is kind of our next big word that you might hear. Lightning lane is basically what used to be the fast pass system. So this is going to be the quick line to get in that is not as long as or hopefully not as long as the standby line. Um, you get to select your entrance times within Genie Plus. So like Kelsey was talking about on that tip board where it tells you the wait times, there's a block that tells you the standby wait time, and then there's a block below that will tell you the lightning lane. And it'll tell you the next available time when you're looking at it. So this is a physical queue, a physical line that you stand in. You're gonna select your time under that tip board, and it's gonna give you one hour that you can return. So if you pick... Jeannie, or if you pick your lightning lane for Big Thunder Mountain at 10 a.m., it means that you can enter the lightning lane at Big Thunder Mountain from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., only one time, but anytime within that hour window. So it's not – this can be stressful, I think, if people are like, oh, my gosh, but 10 a.m. It's not just at that time. You do have an hour to go. So I think I mentioned last episode about going with a big group, how we would the night before say, okay, we'll – we want to – let's try to do Big Thunder Mountain at 10. Well, if I was able to get it at 10 and my sister-in-law was able to get it at 10, 15, then we know anytime from 10, 15 to 11, we can go in together because we have those overlapping hours. Um, you also now. I don't recommend this for people if it's your first time or not. I like to live on the edge, and I like to back mine up to like my dining. And you know, if I have a dining reservation, I'll estimate how long it's going to take me. While well, I'm going to do my my lightning lane for maybe a little bit before I think I'll be done, to where we can head straight there, get it done, and then move on to the next one. Your times can overlap when you're doing these, so you need to pay attention to that. I found myself doing that a lot at Disneyland. Um, we would kind of like overlap them. So we'd be sometimes in a little bit of a hurry to get from ride to ride, but um, it just helped us kind of squeeze them all together. Again, it's not really something that I would recommend if it's your first time or if you're traveling with small kids. Mine are older, so it's a little easier to get them going. And I know the layout of the park, so I can choose rides that are close to one another or close to my dining. So not really something that I would recommend. Maybe pay attention to that when you're booking yours to make sure that you have time to get from one to another. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking of I would not book a smuggler's run lightning lane that backs up to or overlaps t- uh, Tower of Terror. Because those are on opposite sides of the park, it can be a really long, you know, walk to get there. So for the Lightning Lane, you can you have to have Genie Plus purchase. You can do that at at midnight or later. And then you can select one at 7 a.m. if you're a resort guest. And then after the park opens, you can select another one every two hours. I think that this is really important to stay on top of because, honestly, Genie Plus is what you make it. The Lightning Lane system is what you make it. I'll tell you that about this and about Memory Maker always. It's not going to work for you. You have to work the system. So you have to stay on top of it to really maximize the money that you're spending. The app will tell you when you can make your next lightning lane selection. This is important to pay attention to. But honestly, whatever what I do when we go is I book my lightning lane. I look at the time and then I set my alarm for usually like an hour and 58 minutes from that time so that I have my phone out when the two-hour mark hits and I can book my next one. This is going to allow you to really get as many rides in a day as you can if you stay on top of it. Because I think on the Disney Genie website, um, it says that guests can expect to enter on average two to three rides using the Lightning Lane system. And I have found in my experience that that is a really low estimate. (laughs) Kelsey and I were talking about this and we're like, I don't know if it's just one of those under promise over deliver um, or if that's exactly how it's intended to be. But we work that system and we make sure that we get to enter more than that. Um, I shared a story about last, I guess it was last Christmas, two Christmases ago, the last time we went to Disney World for Christmas when we went with a really large group Um, But there was kind of a smaller group of us, us and our friends. There were nine of us. The night before our Magic Kingdom Day, we picked up an Ohana breakfast reservation. It's our favorite. And so we went to eat breakfast there. It was raining that morning. So we just kind of really were taking it slow. We've all been to Disney before. We weren't in a rush to rope drop to fireworks a day. Um, we were. It was our last day too, I think. So we were just kind of relaxing and enjoying our time together. Um, so we booked all of our Genie Plus and I stayed on top of it all day. So every two hours, I was booking another lightning lane time and we entered Magic Kingdom. I think it, I want to say at 2.30 and we rode every ride we wanted to I don't even remember. I think by the end of the night, we had used like eight or nine Lightning Lane lines just in the time that we were there from 2.30 until the fireworks because I stayed on it all day every two hours. By the time we got there, we had three or four already booked and then we just kept getting more. So again, it really, really is what you make it. You have to use it. You have to work it. You can't just buy it and then sit back and think that you're going to use it. You've got to stay on top of it. One of the things um, when people book with us, besides going over all of this and explaining Genie Plus, one of the things that I do for my clients is I send them my recommended list of what ride to get at what time. I'm not going to tell you what time to get the rides for because I want you to you know, create your own day. Um, you're going to be interested in other things than what I am. But I will tell you, this is what you should get at 7 a.m. You know why? Because it's going to sell out the fastest or it's going to be pushed back the fastest because you'd be surprised by 10 or 11 a.m. Those big popular rides, you cannot get a lightning lane before 8 p.m. for those. Nobody wants to you know, drag their day out that long. So we give you um, – when you book with Happy Travel Company, your agent – if it's me, for sure, and um, your other agents have access to this as well, but we'll give you kind of our suggested list of at 7 a.m., get this. Two hours after park opening, get this. And I usually look at the times to tell my like my clients, okay, the park's opening at 9, so at 11, you're going to get this. At 1, you're going to get this. At 3, you're going to get this. That way, you can get the lightning lane for those bigger rides that would normally cost you more time to of standing in line.
1: OK, so the next part of that is the individual lightning lane, which a lot of people are like, wait, you just said lightning lane. Now you're saying individual lightning lane. So remember, as Sarah said, that um, the lightning lane is a physical queue. It's a different line that you'll go in. So if you remember the fast pass system, there's like the regular standby line and then you have your fast pass lane. Same deal with this one, though, you can purchase it just for that individual ride that you want to go on without having purchased Genie Plus. That is a really, really big point that we want to make sure that, you know, Um, also going back to Genie Plus, as well as individual lightning lane. Remember that if your child is three or under or I guess under three, not three or under under the age of three, you didn't buy a park ticket for them. So you don't have to buy this for them either, which is a really big selling point for me as well because i don't have to factor that money into my budget like each day i'm going to have to buy genie plus and the individual lightning lane that i want i don't have to do that for my child who is under 3 now for the individual lightning lane i would say most of these rides my child under the age of 3 couldn't ride anyway so it didn't really matter um but with the individual lightning lane um these are the top attractions at each park Um, these have changed over the years. So currently they are different rides than they may have been the last time that you went. So that is something to think about. And again, like I said, they are purchased separately per ride that you want to ride. So if you're not interested in booking Genie Plus for that day and you're like, I only care about riding this one ride, you can just purchase the individual lightning lane for that ride. And again, this is also a physical queue, just like lightning lane. And so you'll scan in, you'll go to that ride. um, And that is something that you just purchase just for that ride that you want to ride. Um, So the individual Lightning Lane rides that you can purchase it for are Imagine Kingdom, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. At Epcot, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. At Hollywood Studios, it's Rise of the Resistance. And then at Animal Kingdom, it is Flight of Passage. So all guests can purchase this at 7 a.m. just like Genie Plus, and you're allowed to purchase two per day. So this is super beneficial if you're interested in park hopping. So you can purchase the one for the park that you have your park reservation for, and you can do that for you know that morning time span that you want, and then the one that you know you're gonna want to do later, or maybe like you just have the park hopper ticket and you don't really have a plan of where you want to go that day and the Guardians of the Galaxy individual lightning lane pops up and you're like, yeah, sure, let's buy it for this afternoon. And then you pop on over and you go do it. Um, And Sarah has done this. I'll let her explain, but she did this at our trip a few months ago. Um, And there are kind of some, you know, things to keep in mind about it. But basically, this is a really good choice if you just are interested in riding that one ride. Maybe it's a really popular ride that you haven't ridden yet or like it's the only ride you care about riding when you go to that park, whatever it may be, this is a really great option. Um, and this price, just like Genie Plus, is going to be different, um, but it's typically 7 to $15 per person. Sometimes it's been Maybe up more, to like
0: in the 20s. Yeah.
1: So it's, I would say.
0: It depends on when you're going to. Like the more crowded times, yeah. it's going to be more expensive. I think one of the most questions that we get asked too about both individual Lining Lane and Jeannie Pluses, is it worth it? And you'll hear Kelsey and I repeatedly say, absolutely. It is absolutely worth it. You're going to enjoy your trip so much more with both of these. So even if it's in the 20s, it's still so worth it if you want to ride those rides. In September, when we went for uh, Kelsey, for Mila and Grace's Three-year um, birthday trip. We Heather and I. So we went and we got a park hopper for our Hollywood Studios day. Kelsey and Becca were going to leave with the kids, but Heather and I were staying. Um, one I think we were staying that night. And then leaving the next morning to come back home. So we wanted to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, the new roller coaster. It had really – I think it had just opened like that summer. And so we knew we really wanted to ride it. So we did a park hopper ticket for that day. And Heather and I at 7 a.m., we bought the um, individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance because we were all riding that together at – um At Hollywood Studios. And then we also bought the individual lightning lane for the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster so that we knew we'd be able to hop over. And we purchased it for later in the evening. I do think if it's the park that you don't have the park reservation too, but you have a park hopper ticket, it's going to give you the next available time after 2 p.m. because you cannot park hop until 2 p.m. So it's going to automatically um, give you those times that are later. So like we booked one. I want to say that we got our individual lightning lane for like seven. Like we knew we were going to stay with you guys um, a long time. And then we would just go over there for the evening. And that was really all we cared to do while we were there. The next thing that I'm going to talk about is virtual queue, which I'll kind of goes into this story. But Um, You can also do the virtual queue, and that is going to be a line that you join on the My Disney Experience app. This is a virtual line. You have to physically stand in this line when you get there, but it is not a line that you stand in all day. So I think the greatest benefit of this virtual queue is that you're avoiding flight of passage opening weekend wait times, which is when it got like over 400 minutes back I don't even know I think it was 2017 when it opened um but it was insane they did not have virtual queue so on the on Day one, you're waiting 400 plus minutes to try to ride this ride. Um, But now you can do the virtual queue. And right now, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot is the only ride that has the virtual queue. You can join it at 7 a.m. if you have a park reservation for Epcot that day. You can join it after 1 p.m. as long as you are in the park. So if you are a park hopper, you can still try to join the virtual queue, but not until you enter the park but that opening at 1 p.m. allows you a little more um i guess a better chance of being able to get it cuz from what i've seen the 7 a.m. one sells out pretty quickly And then you can also get in at 6 p.m. if you are staying at a deluxe or deluxe villa resort and you have extended evening hours for that day. And you don't have to be in the park to make this selection. Um, But this is, it allows you to, you join the virtual queue, you just click join. It automatically gives you a return time. You don't get to pick your return time with the virtual queue. It'll give you your return window. Now, when Heather and I went in September with you guys, it was not very crowded at this time. And so her and I, I think we entered epcot at maybe 6 p.m we were still able to join the virtual queue that day we did not have extended hours but we were still able to join the virtual queue so it's pretty cool we rode a bunch of other rides we actually had a really good day at epcot even though we didn't get there till like six we rode i think we rode remy's we rode frozen we rode like a couple of other things and then we went and did Guardians. And then we got to do Dark Guardians again whenever our boarding group was called for the virtual queue. So it allowed us to ride it twice in that day, which is great because you can only join the virtual queue once per day, and you can only book the individual lightning lane for a ride once per day. But I tell everybody, you're going to love Guardians so much, you're going to ride it twice. So I definitely suggest doing the individual lightning lane and trying to join the virtual queue. And then we know that Tron is going to be virtual queue. We don't know any of the really specifics. I mean, we can assume it's going to be very similar to Epcot. Um, and Guardians, because it's working for Guardians, so I would imagine they would not reinvent the wheel, but we don't know those specifics yet. All we know is that there will not be a standby line for Tron, and that you will only be able to enter it through the virtual queue. So when you do join the virtual queue, whether it be for Guardians or Tron, you're going to get... Um, It'll tell you your boarding group and it'll give you an estimated amount of minutes until your return time is called. But do not waste your time going until your group has been called back. What you're going to get is estimated. It's going to tell you, you know, we think you'll be, your group will be called within say 120 minutes. So, you know, you have about two hours. It's usually much more than that. Um, But then you'll get a notification. And if you have the app and you have those turned on, then it would push through and then also it'd be in the app telling you that your boarding group has been called, I believe they say that you have an hour to get there and ride, but I've also seen reports and things that are saying um, that once your boarding group has called, you can actually ride the ride at any time after that. So if you don't get there within an hour, it's okay. You can still go ride. I don't know that I would really like test this out until I've heard it straight from like a cast member's mouth um, that it's official. I wouldn't even trust if it's just based on what a cast member wants to do because you never know if you're going to get one that's a stickler for the rules or one who likes to bend them. Um, So I would definitely just
1: get back there as soon as you can once your boarding group has been called. And like Sarah said, like, don't waste your time getting there early. That goes for all of these. So if you're doing your lightning lane, your individual lightning lane, I don't care if it's 9.59 and 58 seconds. When you try to scan in on the cute little Mickey scanner, it's not going to go through. So like getting there super early and saying like, okay, we can scan in at 10. Let's like start heading over at 9.45 don't waste your time like 10 or 10.05 or 10.07 is fine. Now, if you're late, like Sarah said, it depends on the cast members mood and it depends how late you are. I would say if you're there, you know, if your window is 10 to 11 and you get there at like 11.02, most people will probably be nice. Also, depending on how crowded it is. But if you're rolling up at like 11.16, they might be like, no, there's so many people. It's like super I to- crowded right now.
0: I want to say the
1: official grace period
0: is fifteen minutes. Okay. Yeah. So that you can get there within those fifteen minutes. But I yeah, I would not risk it. I would not risk Get waiting until the last minute. Now I say all of that, and I do risk it. Um, But Every again, <laughs> we like to live on the edge when it comes to Lightning Lane, and I know how to work it, and I know how to to make it happen, and I know what I'm doing. Um, so if this is your first time using Lightning Lane, I would not risk it. I would make sure that you give yourself plenty of time to get there before your window ends. Um, but yeah, like Kelsey said, to- there's no reason to get there super early. The- I want to say they might let you in five minutes early, but I think that's really on the customer. Like it'll literally when you scan, it'll pop up red, like Mm -hmm. saying that you are not allowed to enter yet. And so, and they'll tell you, I mean, we've had times where they're like, no, not yet. And we've had to stand there and wait. So, you know, if you know the rides like we do, then head to a ride, take a little bathroom break. If you're there early, um, get some water, but there's no need to get there super early, especially when you have that hour timeframe, I would aim to be there by the start of the window or five minutes after that way. You're really not wasting your time.
1: I think we jokingly told mom and dad like a time that was 5 minutes early and they tried to scan in before we got there. <laughs> and it was like 11:15 but our time was really like 11:20 and they were like no it's not time yet and they were like I what? mean I do that like, with most people oh, I'm traveling yeah. with. I tell them yeah, like for sure. the, I
0: tell them the time that's like 5 minutes earlier than what it actually is then I know that they won't be late.
1: It worked. I mean they were definitely there on time. It does. It does. <laughs> but we were like no actually we And they tried also, to go in without you. <laughs> well there was also a time that like I, I told you how it got messed up when we went at Christmas time. And so dad's time was like five or 10 minutes later. And so we asked them, can he scan in with us early? And they were like, we can try. And like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even let him, like it didn't work. So we all had to wait until like his time popped up. So <laughs> don't rush. Like if you're eating breakfast or lunch and you're trying to rush to get there, you know, two minutes before your time opens up, like just take your time. That's not going to be, you're not going to get let in early. So, you know.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Happy Travel
1: Podcast and Instagram at Happy Travel Pod. We share new episodes every Wednesday. Reach out with questions or feedback at hello at happytravelpod.com and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been the Happy Travel Podcast with Sarah and Kelsey.